Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Great, Russell. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Praise my God for that. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a powerful teaching last night. For revealing your presence, your nature to us, Lord. We thank you that the more we get to know you, the closer we can have that bond with you, that relationship with you, knowing that you are not outside of us, but you are within us. So we are able to pray in the spirit, commune with you and be led by you. So that when we are led by you in our prayer, Lord, we are reminded of Jesus being led in Matthew chapter 4. Jesus being led before he started his ministry. He was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to pray. And then after he was led by the Spirit and prayed and fasted for 40 days, he emerged in all that power of the Holy Spirit. Reveal to us that path as well, Father. That as we are led by the Spirit and we make our prayer in the Spirit, when we align with your will, being schooled in the school of the Spirit, we can then emerge knowing Him more and carrying His presence and power in our ministry. That it then is accompanied by signs and wonders. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the wonderful week that has gone by, for all the new things we have learned, for all the good we have received, for your grace that has been upon our life, Lord, protecting us, and providing us with opportunity. We thank you, Father, that we are here again in your presence. As we come to draw and drink from you again, have our fill of your presence, your spirit, so that when we step out this day, we become a testimony of your love for us. Through every word we speak, through our nature, through our attitude that we have towards others and through our actions. And the peace and joy that you pour in our hearts, Lord, we share with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, this praying family, with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request made on this group, all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with every Christian that does not personally know you. Let that peace transform their lives, Lord, as also all those that do not want to know you and turn away. Let them be quickened, that they might see the light of your glory, then their hearts be convicted and turned around. As we make our prayer this morning, Father, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator. The one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. Who is ever faithful. The lifter of men, the great I am. And we pray in the name of your son Jesus. The word himself. The manna who came down from heaven to feed us in our spirit. The one who was, who is and who is to come. And we pray in the name of his spirit the spirit of truth and light, the seal of the age to come, the father of all spirits. 
our advocate, who partners with us in every prayer, who has made his tabernacle in our body that we need not go elsewhere to seek him. But we need to look within and pay close attention when he speaks to us. We thank you, Father, for this gift of your Son, your Spirit. We thank you, Lord, the gift of your word and the gift of prayer that we are able to legally authorize you to intervene in any circumstance when we feel challenged. We thank you for blessing us with every other spiritual gift. Your system of advantage through the principles you make available to us in the Bible. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with family, with friends, with angels and destiny helpers as well. So that wherever we are lacking, you have that provision available for us. That grace that can then bring us up to speed. We thank you, Lord. And as we pray this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak by the precious blood of Jesus. And I also speak out the verses from Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, heralding the blessings through the words we speak, remembering that life and death is in the power of our tongue. And your word in Isaiah 55 and 10, 11 says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. So is our word that goes out from our mouths in our prayer this morning. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and will achieve the purpose for which we send it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for giving us that realization of the power of our words. And today I'd like to reflect on David's battle with Goliath. When we are faced in our own battles, our own challenges in our daily life, what can we learn from there and use in our personal prayer? There's four notes on prayer and faith that I have made from it. Actually, five. So 1 Samuel chapter 17 is where in the Bible this fierce battle scene that the Israelites dreaded is described. It shows the Philistines pitched on one side, on one hill, then the Israelites on another. And the Philistines sent their champion at war, all armored in bronze, right from a bronze helmet to bronze armor to even a bronze javelin. He stepped forward into the valley between the hills and teased the Israelites, challenged and defied them to send their champion to fight against him, a giant of a man. And they were afraid. And this kept going for 40 days. And then after 40 days, David was sent by his father to the battlefront to deliver food to three of his brothers who were in the Israelite army. He didn't go there to fight. His job was just to deliver food 
All that he knew was how to look after sheep. And at this point, I'd like to note that opportunities present themselves in the most unexpected of ways. We must discern and pick them before they pass by. Sometimes when you're not expecting, and more often than not actually, when you're not expecting some good opportunity to come by, it comes. David was willing to do what no one else wanted to do. They dreaded it, to step ahead and challenge the Philistine giant. But they told him that the man that goes ahead and defeats the giant, the first thing is he will receive the king's daughter at marriage. His taxes will be forgiven. He won't have to pay taxes. And he will be loaded with lots of other benefits. That was the opportunity that was presented. And David offered to fight. Many a times, opportunities can come like this, disguised in the form of something that others do not want to do, more so in your workplace, in your community. Because it is a little challenging. And then you wonder whether you should take up that opportunity. In David's case, he was just a young boy against a towering giant, a machine of war. So on what basis did David go ahead? What did he know? And that is what is important when you are facing your fiercest battles. When you are facing those kind of opportunities that present themselves as challenges. What do you know about God and his word? The first thing we look at here is David's faith. In 1 Samuel verse 26, you see him asking the, the fellow soldiers there, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He believed that God backed the army and that God was greater than the enemy. It is from that standpoint that he asked this question. Many times in our battles, we magnify the enemy, we belittle God, and we believe that nothing is possible in that situation. It is impossible, therefore, for him to even help us. And that mindset needs to change. David didn't go with that mindset, even though he saw a huge giant, which was more than twice his size. His question was, who is this one that challenges the armies of God? We look at our own sickness. We look at the Goliath in our life. Joblessness. Financial challenges. Are we asking the same question like David? Who is this? Whatever spirit backs those problems in our life. Let's move ahead. The Lord, now this is the third one. The Lord trains you for your mission beforehand. You may not see it. It might be in an entirely different circumstance. But whenever we are being taught something, we need to learn. 
Many a times we reject it saying, oh, that's of no use to me. And yet the Lord says, no, learn. You need to learn. David was taught to fight against a lion and a bear while looking after his sheep. Little did he know at that time that he would be faced with this giant. God took away his fear and trained him in the field with his sheep. Otherwise, he too would have run away like the other Israelite soldiers. But because he fought and killed a lion and a bear, he was not afraid. There was something that he knew about what was backing him. It might look like you need to use certain tools of trade or weapons to fight. The ways others have used, which you don't necessarily subscribe to, particularly at work, when people ask you to do things in a certain way and that challenges your values. Often the tactic recommended by God can be different. Some people use force and authority to get work done, but you might use patience and care to solve a standoff. God trains you in his ways and at a time when you are not in trouble so that when it comes, you are prepared to fight it in your way. Saul, before David went out, in battle against Goliath, Saul dressed David in his heavy armor and gave him his heavy sword. But David had to take it off, realizing that he couldn't fight with that heavy armor and with that sword. He was not trained that way. So he had to rely on his own training. And his training subscribed to the use of a sling and pebbles. As part of his training, he used the shepherd's staff. So these are the tools he used when he stepped out into the battle. Look into yourself and see what God has trained you for when that kind of an opportunity arises. Number four, the Philistine came all armored and in disdain saying, am I a dog that you send a small boy and who comes at me with sticks? Listen to David's response in verse 45 and 46. That's an important lesson for our prayer when we are battling any kind of hurdle or challenge. He said, you come against me with swords and with spears and with a javelin, with all your weapons, with your skills, with your abilities. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. The question here is, when you face your challenge, what are you going with? Are you trusting in your abilities? We have seen that yesterday's reflection, where we reflected on, are you setting yourself up for pride when you depend and when you take on your own abilities, your skills, and you take credit for it? Are you going with that credit, with that overconfidence, with your skills? We often bring our college degree, our CV, our strength, our pride, if it's a fight, our tongue for an argument, 
and our defiance. And that's what the Philistine came with. But David said, I come in a name. And there is power in that name and he knew it. What do you know about God is what gives you the confidence to stand in that battle. And not just that, he also prophesied, declaring the result beforehand. Look at what, what he said in verse 46. He said to Goliath, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Now, this is a small young boy saying this to a giant, a war machine who is more than twice his size, even in height. What must that giant be looking? He's probably laughing at him. He says, this day, I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army, the dead bodies of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. He never spoke of himself. He knew what force was backing him. He spoke of that force. And he even described to Goliath how he was going to kill him without being trained in war. That was his confidence. That was his faith. So the third lesson, the fourth lesson here is trust in the Lord, not in your own abilities. We see that in Proverbs 3 verse 5. David said, I come in a name. He trusted that name. Number five, this is another crucial revelation now. See verse 47, the very next verse. So these three verses are critical in the lessons we learn. It's verse 45, 46, and 47. I'd recommend going back and reading 1 Samuel 17 to understand that whole battle once again and see how it applies to your personal circumstances. The challenges that you might be facing today, what is God teaching you out of there? So another crucial revelation, verse 47. All those gathered here will know that it is not, this is David speaking, is continuing to speak. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. That line sounds familiar. You've heard it in Zechariah 4, verse 6. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. David knew this fact. He said it here. That it was by the spirit of the Lord he would win this battle. Which is why he said what he said in verse 46. This is how I will kill you. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And then he knew another revelation. In verse 47 he goes on to say. For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give all of your Philistines. All of you Philistines. Into our hands. What revelation did he know here? The revelation from Exodus 14 verse 14. Which says the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. He knew that very well. And that is what he was applying. The principles that he was applying. In this battle here. Now many of us understand this stillness as. Do nothing. which couldn't be any further away from the truth. I'd like to tell you that the do-nothing approach 
does not work. Can you imagine David standing on that ground doing nothing? Goliath would have slashed him into pieces in three seconds. Faith without actions is dead. Being still means staying in the presence of the Lord and following his instruction because he speaks to you in that stillness, in that quietness, in that silence. We need to get into that presence and worship. Don't be the here and now and then gone. Stay there. When you stay with him, your problem becomes his problem. Then even without, then without even saying anything, without you saying anything, he does things for you. He gives the things that you didn't even ask for. He takes over the battle. So any which way that stone was slung by David, and wherever it hit him, he would surely have died. It was not about the angle or the direction. It was the spirit of the Lord that gave victory that day. Which is why though David slung the stone with force and it hit him on the forehead and sunk into his head, under the impact of that stone, he should have fallen backwards, but the Bible records that he fell forward. There was something else unseen that was pushing him forward. Now, how is this relevant to the problem you are facing? Be it your sickness, especially life-threatening ones. Be it your job or your financial problems. These are key points that we need to apply in those challenges. And let's do a quick recap of those. First one is, in all your adversity, look for opportunity. Opportunity more often than not comes out of difficult or adverse situations. Claim that opportunity. The second one is hold on to your faith when you are presented with it. Like David, we say, what is this sickness, this cancer, or that spirit of infirmity that defies the body of Christ, that defies the God that we believe and serve in? Satan, sin, sickness, and disease, you have no power in me. I serve the living God. Number three, you have already been trained before you start your battle. Look up what you already have in your archives and can use. Remember that you have been trained for it. For the Bible also says, in every situation, God will not leave you as is. He will give you an escape route if you can't, but he will also empower you to win that battle if you are willing to trust in him. Go with what you have, with what you know best. Number four, always acknowledge God at the start of that. At the start of any new project. At the start of any new thing you are taking up. Not after you have hit a dead end and exhausted all opportunities. Not when the disaster is almost to your face. Say to your problem, your enemy, I come in the name of the Lord. Do not go in your pride, in your physical capacity. 
that brings us to the fifth and the last one when you praise god in the in your challenge then that challenge becomes his that battle becomes his he takes over he will fight for you provided you stay with him and in his presence be still when you are able to engage these principles in your personal battle then you know that victory is yours when you know that god goes with you then like david you are not afraid it is that advanced knowledge that helps you hold on to your faith and it is that faith that you then confess with your mouth and take action on it while being with him that produces the result that produces outcome that produces manifestation that produces miracles father we ask for that edification that learning in our spirit today that every time we face a challenge we recall this battle of david and our key learnings from it and we renew our faith our mind and we stand strong in our confession and we take action we ask for that edification in our spirit this day lord and as we pray for spiritual edification we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs those of our families and our friends for all those that are battling sickness and disease we pray for all families that are embattled that are facing division and separation we pray also lord for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives especially prayerlessness poverty and busyness and ignorance as well lord and we pray for our own personal needs as well those of our families and our friends especially those that have not yet received their salvation that their hearts be quickened and they might call on your name for we know that everyone that calls on your name jesus in all sincerity cannot end up in shame father we thank you that you hear our prayer that you always hear us when we pray in all sincerity in the spirit when we make this our prayer of agreement and we know that the holy spirit also prays with us and on our behalf that prayer we make is under an open heaven and it reaches you that prayer must has to be an answered prayer this is our faith lord we release our faith and we believe we have received and so we shall have what we ask for in the name of jesus i encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith ask the holy spirit to take over unmute your mic mic and say lord you speak you use my tongue and you speak through me let us now make our prayer in the spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit sarakia la bidia sarakia la rakato sarakia la rakia 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 la rakia
First of all, I'd just like to say that, that there was a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit again this morning. And that continued from last night, the powerful teaching last night, that that anointing started and it's continued today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture I've got today is from Acts 2, 24 to 28. But God raised him up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. 
For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I can confirm that presence of the Holy Spirit. Just like Shanine said. If you are being blessed by these reflections, it is helping improve the way you approach your personal life and your challenges. Please share that with someone that you know is going through similar challenges. Let them be blessed by hearing that message and receiving of the presence of God as well. Also, Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on our Telegram group and on our Facebook page. Powerful reflections coming straight from the Spirit. Please share those as well on your social media channels that others might be benefited from receiving that message of the Lord. We have a scripture that has been shared in our chat today. This is from Joel chapter 2, verse 28, quoted from the NIV, where it is written, The day of the Lord and afterwards I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If anyone else is receiving a word from the Lord, please feel free to unmute and speak it or you can type it in the chat window as well. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us when we are obedient and aligned to his will. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank God, you, Russell. Bless God bless everyone.